and welcome to Social Work Study Sessions. My name is Miranda Barker. Today I wanted to talk about some theories of cognitive development and some theories of moral development. I remember when I was studying for my LSW exam at the bachelor's level, I remembered having these flashcards of all these different theories of a development and having to memorize the different stages. And so we are going to spend some time and review those today. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about Eric Erickson's theories of psychosocial development. Um, the most important things to keep in mind with this theory is that a child really needs to master the the stage of development that he or she is in before they can move on to the next one. The most important factor facilitating growth in this stage is consistency and having physical and emotional needs met. So if a child isn't being fed when he or she's hungry or keeping warm or dry or um, being allowed to sleep, then that's definitely going to impact development as well. In addition, obviously, if there is abuse in the home, then that's going to that's going to have some negative effects on development. So the first stage is infancy. So it's birth to a year. And that's when the child is learning trust versus mistrust. And so that's when a lot of the attachment theory comes in and the child needs to learn to trust uh, his caregiver and build the build trusting relationships with their caregiver so that they can build relationships with others. The second stage in Erickson's theory of psychosocial development is toddlerhood, which is about from one to three years old, and that's when the child is learning autonomy versus shame and doubt. So the the toddler needs to develop self-confidence and a sense of mastery over themselves. The third life stage is early childhood, which is between the ages of three and five, and that's when the child is learning initiative versus guilt. So young children must develop a growing capacity to plan and, and initiate actions or they might feel guilt. The fourth life stage is middle childhood, which is between the ages of 6 and 11 years old. And that's when the child is learning industry versus in inferiority. So kids really need to develop a sense of competence during that time and be able to complete tasks or they might feel like they are inferior or incompetent. You kind of see this in elementary school a lot too, where a child is is starting to fall behind and maybe in some of their su in their subjects, and so then they are starting to not like school or feel like they are incompetent, and so it's really important to set to set that stage in those school years. The next life stage is adolescence, which is between the ages of 11 and 20 years old. So this is when the child is learning identity versus role diffusion. So they need to develop a sense of who they are during that time and where they're going to be in life um, or else they'll become confused about their identity later on because they are having to choose their college major or choose if they are going to go to college or if they want to, you know, what they want to do or what they want to work. And so um, this one is is a difficult one where they're learning who they are and what they want to be. The next one is young adulthood, which is between the ages of 21 and 40 years old. And that's when the individual is learning intimacy versus isolation. So they need to develop the capacity to commit to others um, and to become close with others so that they, otherwise they would feel a sense, a sense of isolation. The next one and the second to last is middle adulthood and this is between the ages of 40 and 65 years old and this is when the individual's learning generativity versus stagnation and so they need to um, 
that's when they're starting to kind of move away from themselves and they are starting to really focus on guiding the next generation or else they will feel stagnated. And then the last life stage is late adulthood. That one is over 65 years old. And that's when the individual is learning ego integrity versus despair. And so older adults need to find integrity and contentment in who they were as a person and accept their life as as it was and um, recognize that they are getting towards the end of their lives and kind of have contentment about that um, or else they would feel a sense of despair. Like I mentioned before, the child or the individual really has to master the stage that they're in in order to move forward or else they'll become stuck. And so one critique that I hear of Erickson's theory of psychosocial development most often is kind of going back to that attachment theory and, okay, if a child doesn't have a good attachment to a caregiver or a healthy attachment to their caregiver in their first few years of their life, then what are the next steps and are they able to relearn and regain that attachment later in life? I'm sure we'll cover attachment theory in another podcast because that really is kind of its whole own topic. The next theory that I wanted to go over is Piaget's stages of cognitive development. Now, I like parts of this theory, but there are obviously a lot of flaws to it. Um, One of the biggest critiques with Piaget's theory is that he constructed his theory based on his own observations of his own three children. And so there's definitely a lot of questionability about if this can be generalized to all children. Also, it really doesn't It really doesn't address the influence of environmental factors like culture, um, family, significant relationships, friendships, um, and it, so there's definitely some flaws in it, but there are some good characteristics to keep in mind. So the first stage of Piaget's stages of cognitive development is the sensory motor stage, which is between birth and two years old, and this is really when the child is only an infant he is egocentric, he is starting to learn how to coordinate sensory and motor activities and beginning to have sort of a sense of object permanence and realizing that objects exist apart from himself. So he's just kind of learning the difference between himself and the rest of the world. In the next stage, which is pre-operational, between the ages of two and seven years old, the child is still primarily egocentric, but is starting to discover rules and regularities and things that can be applied to some of the new incoming information. So he can think, oh, this happened this time that I did this, so this might happen this time too. the child also tends to overgeneralize rules and obviously then makes a lot of cognitive errors because of that. The next stage is the concrete operation stage, which is between the ages of 7 and 11 years old. And in this stage, the child is starting to be able to solve concrete problems and concrete issues that they face through the application of logical problem-solving strategies. So like how I was saying in the previous stage, they can start to kind of say, okay, this happened when I did this, so this will probably happen again and kind of use logic to get to different answers. 
And then the final stage is the formal operation stage. And this is from 11 years old and beyond. This is when a child or just a person becomes able to solve real and hypothetical problems using abstract concepts. They're starting to be able to think abstractly. The last theory that I wanted to touch on today is Kohlberg's theory of moral development. And in order to do this and go through all the stages, I just wanted to read an excerpt from one of Kohlberg's studies where he talks about the Heinz dilemma. So it says, a woman was on her deathbed. There was one drug that the the doctors thought might save her. It was a form of radium that a druggist in the same town had recently discovered. The drug was expensive to make, but the druggist was charging 10 times what the drug cost him to make. He paid $200 for the radium and charged $2,000 for a small dose of the drug. The sick woman's husband, Heinz, went to everyone he knew to borrow money, but he could only get together about $1,000, which was half of what it cost. He told the druggist that his wife was dying and asked him to sell it cheaper or let him pay later. But the druggist said, no, I discovered the drug and I'm going to make money from it. So Heinz got desperate. He broke into the man's laboratory to steal the drug for his wife. Should Heinz have broken into the laboratory to steal the drug for his wife? Why or why not? So from Kohlberg's perspective, people that are in different stages of development, specifically different stages of moral development, are going to view the answer differently. While Piaget and Erickson's theories of development are much more closely aligned with ages, Kohlberg's theory of moral development doesn't really include ages, but you can kind of see how in the first stage, a lot of kids are going to view that. And then kind of as you get older, perhaps your moral development grows and changes. So according to Kohlberg, there is there are three levels to moral development and each level has two stages. So the first level is pre-conventional. Stage one is obedience where someone might say well Heinz should not steal the medicine because then he will be put in prison which means he's a bad person or maybe that person would say well Heinz should steal the medicine because it's only worth $200 not as much as how much the pharmacist wanted for it and so and Heinz had even offered to pay for it so he wasn't stealing anything else and so that might be what someone uses to justify um the answer in stage one. Stage two is identified with self-interest, and so someone in stage two of moral development might say, well, Heinz should steal the medicine because he'll be much happier if he saves his wife, even if he has to serve a prison sentence. Or they might say Heinz should not steal the medicine because prison's a really bad place, and he would likely not like prison, so he shouldn't do that. And then in level two of Kohlberg's theory is we, it's called conventional. So stage three is conformity. So Heinz should steal the medicine because his wife expects it and he wants to be a good husband. So it's kind of more of like, it's his duty to do this. Or Heinz should not steal the drug because stealing's bad and he's not a criminal and he has tried to do everything that he can without breaking the law. Then stage four in that level of conventional says it's it's more closely aligned with like law and order. That's the law and order stage. So 
it says that Heinz should not steal the medicine because the law prohibits stealing and making it illegal. And so it's less of the punishment aspects of it and more of he doesn't want to break the law because he um, he doesn't want to be viewed as someone that breaks the law. Then stage five is in level three, and that's the post-conventional stage. So somebody in that stage of moral development might say that Heinz should steal the medicine because everyone has a right to choose life regardless of the law. Or it might say Heinz should not steal the medicine because the scientist has the right to fair compensation. So this one just has more to do with what a person's rights are. And then stage six is more along the lines of universal human ethics. And so somebody in that stage of moral development might say, well, Heinz should steal the medicine because saving a human life is more fundamental than the property rights of another person. Or Heinz should not steal the medicine because others might need the medicine just as badly. And they might ask, well, what if everyone did that? So this theory of moral development was originally conceived by Piaget, but Kohlberg really did more research on it and expanded upon it. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a lot of critiques with this one as well, especially um, around gender norms. So a researcher with the last name of Gilligan in 1982 noted that gender plays a significant role in how one experiences the world. And so her research indicated that women's moral thought is guided by caring and maintaining the welfare of others while men typically use more abstract principles of justice and so and so Gilligan was saying that a woman might experience the world differently and that influences her morality so there you have it I hope you enjoyed this episode all about stages of development and I hope that you'll join me next week bye